You're listening to Music Tectonics. Welcome back to Music Tectonics, where we go beneath the surface of music and tech. I'm your host, Dimitri Vitsa. I'm also the founder and CEO of Rock, Paper, Scissors, the PR firm that specializes in music innovation. And on today's show... Hey, wait a minute, Dimitri. What? Wait a second. It's a takeover. It's a podcast takeover. I'm Eleanor. You've heard my voice before. And I'm here because I want to put Dimitri on the spot for once. Oh, well, let's take turns. How's that sound? Okay, so welcome back to Music Tectonics, the (laughs) podcast where we go beneath the surface of music and tech. I'm here with my special guest, Dimitri Vitsa. Oh, hi. Thanks for having me on the show. And um, he was telling me about uh, some meetings he's had at uh, conferences recently, and that sparked a little idea. Yeah, to launch a conference. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, seriously, when we first started Music Tectonics, the conference, which is coming up October 25th to 27th, 2022 in Santa Monica, you know, it's because when I started my startup, StoryAmp, StoryAmp.com, it's still out there in the wild. And even before that, with Rock, Paper, Scissors, our PR firm, I... Over, over over time, I realized the best leads generation channel for me was conferences. I, um, you know, I try all sorts of things, but I'd meet new people. I'd, I'd gather new uh, network by being at music industry events. And you're just telling me that the people you meet at Music Biz and South by Southwest are coming up to you and saying, hey, haven't I heard you somewhere before? <laughs> that's that's true. I, um, yes, sometimes uh, the first time I meet someone in person, they say, I feel like you're a friend already. I've I've had your voice in my head, which is a very interesting uh, and amazing experience. So many, so many great memories of going to industry events and hearing from startups or record labels or you know people that just are getting into music or music tech for the first time. And uh, we realize that we we really are educating the new generation of startups. And uh, it's great that we can do it in the form of the podcast. But what we're yearning for, and we're hoping others are too, is to actually meet up in person like we did before the pandemic. And so we're super excited that Music Tectonics is only in person this year. (laughs) Um, But, um, you know, I do want to share some tips for folks who maybe haven't been to a music industry conference before, or they're going for the first time. And uh, yeah, think of the startups who might have only been to online conferences. And um, those don't always give you the connection. No, it's interesting. I mean, the great thing about the online conferences, and obviously we did it for two years and we'll continue to do online events after the in-person conference next year, um, is that it creates access. You know, we we opened up to a whole world of international um, uh, contacts and and network that, you know, is harder to do uh, when there weren't online events. It it still happens. People travel, but it's, it's more expensive, obviously. And we actually have some amazing international delegates coming this year as far away as South South Korea and Norway, Australia. Um, so we, we've got some, some great delegates coming in, but, um, but we're thinking that some of the startups out there listening might be in the position of coming to in-person industry conferences for the first time in the coming months. And we're hoping that one of those is Music Tectonics. Yes, we'd love to have you at Tectonics. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about uh, how you worked a conference as a startup founder and what were the things that you got out of it and were they what you were expecting? You know, I realized that when you go to a conference for the first time, uh, it can be challenging just navigating sort of what is the culture of a specific conference? Where are the hot spots? So keeping an eye out for what the hot spots are. Some conferences, it's the trade hall. Some conferences, it's the um, the 
the, the panels themselves. And in some conferences, it's all the other stuff. It's the after hours or the receptions or the parties or knowing about what's what. And, you know, obviously that's more likely in the larger, like the South by Southwest navigating that's kind of insane. So sometimes a smaller conference is a good way to get your feet wet. Um, and, uh, and so that's part of it is just sort of like looking around, see where the heat is, make sure you're in the right place at the right time. Because you, if you just look at the schedule and you haven't gotten the cultural sense of the conference, you might be sitting in a half empty room in the caught in an aisle somewhere and not realize that there's something else happening next door or down the hall or down the street or something like that. So that's one is look for the hot spots. Um, I think the other one, you know, some of them are just basics, right? You want to have business cards with you. I sometimes take my LinkedIn, um, QR code that you can, you can generate from your profile and turn it into the background image on my phone. So Ooh, if I am out of cards or somebody doesn't want a card, we can quickly connect via LinkedIn. Um, I like to bring gifts sometimes to conferences, <laughs> little, little like fun, little somethings, you know, we obviously did it with our seismic ship trading cards a lot, but we used to make, uh, we, we make a lot of little books that people like to carry in their back pocket at a conference. Don't do any of my ideas. Come up with your <laughs> own ideas, you know, guitar picks or, <laughs> you know, phone charger batteries, or there's all sorts of stuff you can do. I've, I've one person even brought scarves from their home country and oh. would put them around the neck of somebody oh they gosh, just that, met. And that's it's like unforgettable. Yeah, you can't forget that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you want to be unforgettable in a good way mm-hmm. um, at conferences. Yeah, not a bad way. Yeah, so some, some of those things. Um, and you, who were the people that you met at conferences? What were the relationships you made that were the most valuable? I mean, is it is it peers? Is it investors? Is it well, mentors? For, for me, I wasn't looking for investors at the time when, 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 when we launched StoryAmp. Um, I was part of an accelerator and we were in good shape at, the, at that point, had angel investors and so forth. So for us, a lot of it was partners. Um, but you know, at Rock Paper Scissors, obviously clients is another one. But if if I was launching a startup now, um, that's actually how I think about music tectonics: is what would a startup want that's there? And so it would be a combination of potential users. Uh, potential partners and potential investors. And so we actually not only curate the programming of the conference to match that, but also the attendee base. We're actually recruiting people. You know, we specifically don't go after students or artists, which are are great people to have involved at some conferences, but this one's meant to be more B2B. So we tried to like remove some of that uh, scavenging through the crowd to find the right people. Um, so I would say, you know, if you're looking for record labels or managers to, to become like beta users or, or paid users for your, your platform or your app, um, this, th- that's, that's one to look for investors. Definitely. You know, they're a little harder to find there. It's not like they come out in droves to any, um, conference that, the general public's invited to, but they're certainly going to be at tectonics and some other music industry events. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that that's that's kind of the mix mm-hmm. there, part partners and and then clients and users, investors. Um, so in terms of the tips side of things, I will say when I first started going to conferences, if there was somebody that I knew I wanted to meet that I saw in the program, I would get to their session early and I'd sit in the front row because when the session is over, there's only a a handful of minutes for somebody to jump up and say, hey, can I talk to you and exchange business (laughs) cards? Now, there's only one front row, but only some of you listening are going to actually do this because someone else is sleeping right now. They're not listening (laughs) to the podcast and someone else is too nervous to do that. Don't be nervous. Get in the front row. Get there early so that you can be the first one at the front. The other thing is some sessions have Q&As, some don't. If the Q&A starts, you better jump up first to get the Q&A because there's only a few minutes for that. And that's a chance for you to 
ask your question, make a connection with a panelist, or maybe make a connection with the whole room. Keep it relevant so people aren't like, that dude's just promoting their thing or whatever. But that's a that's an opportunity to meet people. And then I always look for the hot spots. If there's a meetup or a, a moment when the exhibit hall is especially hot, just go through and try to meet as many people as possible. Yeah, that that's another way to be unforgettable, isn't it? To be there where everything's happening and to be the first on the questions. Uh, you want people to say, oh, yeah, that guy. But in a good way. I can't. I can't. Um, I can't believe how many times I've seen people at conferences sitting in the lobby or sitting on the cafe on their computer the entire time. I'm like, why did you even bother getting a badge? I mean, I know you have to like create that time to make it worthwhile. And maybe you only wanted to meet with the one person and you met with them and so forth. But if you really want to get the most out of it, don't do all the sidebar stuff. Don't get sucked into your email. Like put, put an out of office on your email. Actually block it on your calendar. Don't schedule meetings uh, that you don't have to have elsewhere so you can take advantage of who's there in the room. Yeah, a lot of people put uh, put where they're going in their social media handles, like on Twitter, where it's um, where you can edit your username and not not the handle um, to show where what conference you're at. So anybody in your network that usually connects with you there knows what you're doing. Didn't we for this year? Didn't we make a, a badge for anyone who's attending the conference that says I'm I'm, I'm pumped. pumped to be at Music <laughs> Tech That's something. If you're listening and you're coming to the conference, you should get that badge. Where, yeah. where are they? Is that well, going to be in the newsletter? Uh, let's put it in the newsletter. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think you can download from the newsletter. Yeah. All right. We're going to get it. We're going to get it out there. Maybe you should post it on your LinkedIn to meet Tree. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, and then people yeah. can download it from there and repost mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. But again, like part of it is letting people know that you're there um, because it's very hard if you've never met somebody before to, to find them at the conference. I mean, okay, one last power <laughs> tip. We call it the crazy pants tip. <laughs> Some of you who've met me in person know I always wear crazy pants. This was actually a a conference hack originally. Now I wear crazy pants every day. Like people may not realize it, but here I am sitting in our little Bloomington, Indiana office. And I am the only person probably in Bloomington (laughs) that wears crazy pants every single day. Crazy pants, what is that? Colorful patterns, etc. It started at conferences. And so you can also wear something. Oh, oh, there's people out there in our network. Andrew Stess always has that hat, hat. you know? Um, So, you know, some people have a mustache they always have. (laughs) (laughs) Or like like really um, stylish glasses, you know? Or yeah. cool hair, but yeah. whatever your thing is, if you want to get recognized, uh, or if you, you want to, yeah, you know? that's like, what we say. Be, be, you don't have to adopt a like costume, but um, whatever you are, be it really hard. Yeah, because if you're gonna wear khakis, they better be really tight in high waters. <laughs> That's all I can say. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a Dolly Partonism that it's like find out who you are and then do it on purpose. I, that's like that, it. That is like it. That. That's what I think works really well at conferences. And s- some of it can be aesthetic, you know, in terms of just because in my emails, I'm like, look for the guy with crazy pants and they always find me. Yeah, you're easy to find. Is it <laughs> true? So all of this, all of your experiences have really gone into making music tectonics. And um, I feel like we've given the tips for any conference. Now let's go through what, how this conference was really built for startups. Amazing. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to toss out some of the things we're doing, some of the programming in order. And then maybe, Dimitri, you could tell us uh, kind of the thinking behind it or what startups can get out of it. Let's go. All right. So Tuesday, October 25th, we are gathering at the Santa Monica Pier Carousel for a music tech carnival. 
Yes, it's at the carousel. It's literally a merry-go-round, merry-go-round, a, a historic thing. You know, it's the, the kind of thing. The crazy pants of uh, conference venues. Exactly. And, you know, part of it was, you know, to break down some of the formality of being at an event, to put it in a fun place. Also, in the post-pandemic world, it's an indoor-outdoor feel. Like, even if you're inside the carousel, it's got it's lots of doors airy. that are yeah. wide open. And you're literally on the ocean, so there's a breeze. So part of it was just kind of a safe mindset in this un unpredictable moment in time, but we think we think it's probably the right spot to be rather than in a basement hotel that's more stuffy. Um, so part of it is just that um, informal environment, a more playful. It makes it easier to co- walk up to people, talk to people, get to know folks in a more social type setting. Take a carousel ride with them, right. you know, break the we, ice. We, we did test out the carousel at our meetups last year. We did online events last year, and then we, we did some in-person stuff to test out some of our venues that we're actually using this year. And we could see the people who broke the ice jumping on the carousel. They were ready to go, and it was super easy for them to keep the conversations going once they rode a wooden horse together. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not just the carousel. No, no. We also have cutting edge music experiences. Um, this is, I mean, it's for fun, but also in order to, how do you say it? Uh, try the samples. Yeah, we say food. try the samples. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, walk the walk, not walk just the talk walk. the talk. That's right. Yeah, I mean, it's like what we did in, before when we had our, our online events in the metaverse. We were like, people are talking about the metaverse, but we think a lot of our, our listeners and community hadn't actually experienced it. It's the same thing here. We're going to have Amaze VRs bringing their Megan the Stallion uh, VR experience, which is amazing. It, it will change your kind of <laughs> change your perspective of what could be done musically and visually in, in uh, a virtual reality headset. Uh, we also have on, along the same lines, Tribe. XR, which is a really cool platform that uses the Oculus for DJing in the metaverse, like virtually yeah. DJing. I think we had a guest from from TribeXR on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, Tom Impelamini has That's been right. on the podcast, so you might have heard him before. Um, and he and the, and the platform has something like forty or fifty thousand users. Mm-hmm. They partner with companies like Pioneer DJ, so you're using. Uh, and uh, like facsimile virtual versions of the real instruments. So you can learn it there and then you can translate it into yeah. a real experience. So he told some amazing stories about people who learned the decks in VR and then have been able to build a career in, re- in real life. Yes, DJing. which is super awesome. A great use case for how VR can change music and learning and uh, yeah, lives, careers. So um, I th- we, we also have the Artifon Orba 2 will be demoing there. That's that little grapefruit sized round instrument that uh, has the ability to make beats and build loops and have multiple instruments. But the new one, the Orba 2, allows for sampling. So you can actually build a whole other layer on top of it. If you've never played with it, it's a blast. So that's why it's we're calling so this the, pick the, the Music Tech Carousel. Carnival. I mean, Carnival, <laughs> because it feels like these VR and mu- musical instrument games are there for you to jump yeah. in. Did I and leave? I think we have Portos. Um, they have a mini version of their holograms. That's another company we've had on the podcast. Have you heard me talking about holograms with their CEO? They just released a two foot one. So it's getting closer to that Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh my gosh, you're my only hope. <laughs> yes. Um, so that that's another part of it. And then uh, we also have our startup demos. What are we calling that's that? Right. Startup carousel. Startup carousel at the carousel. They're going to ring the, the actual carousel. Um, and it's a chance to meet our Snar- Swing with Narwhals finalists. That's our music tech pitch competition. So the finalists will be doing demos there. Um, and also some of our semifinalists and applicants and um, some of our international guests from um, trade delegations, basically. Yes, yes, definitely. So so again, you know, it's an informal environment. This is, We're still, everything we've just talked about is all on on that first Tuesday, October 25th at the carousel from 3 to 5 p.m. Pacific. So this is a great time to start to make connections, but also to like 
meet your posse. Um, all of those 20 startups uh, are your peers. Um, and you need allies. I don't know. I think a lot of people often think of other startups as competition, but they don't have to be. No, they're, they're, they're potential co-founders too. Yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> you'll be buying their company one day. Meet them and make friends with them now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and then we're going to finish off the day with an opening party presented by Sound Exchange. And this is just um, a way to, to make it even more, um, make the connections even more authentic and fun because there's going to be a food truck a food truck so so imagine this drinks and tacos by the beach while the sun is setting Woohoo! and then if you are still up for it by the time the couple hours after that party you're right at the santa monica pier you could go play some uh, air hockey <laughs> or go to the arcade you could ride the ferris wheel or, or grab walk dinner on, with somebody dinner, you just met walk on the beach yeah. it's yeah. pretty awesome like it's literally right on the beach which yeah is super awesome so that's day one that's just day one okay all right wednesday october 26 we're coming to a more traditional conference schedule and vibe for this day at the lowe's at santa monica beach hotel it is right on the beach, really close to, I guess, Muscle Beach. Is that right? It's literally right there. Yeah. <laughs> so you can watch people doing pull-ups and all sorts of crazy stuff. <laughs> but we are building your music tech mind, not your body. That's, that's right. <laughs> um, so we've got a ton of keynotes, panels, fireside chats, exhibitor hall. Let's take a look at some of the panels that startups might be most interested in. Okay. We're going to kick off with the music. Well, actually, we're going to kick off with a keynote <laughs> from the head of innovation from Spotify, Mahan Zanuzi. He has not spoken at a lot of music industry conferences. Guy is brilliant. Um, and he talks about the shifting cultural relevance of music and what we can learn from the gaming world and from the Web3 world, how music can maintain its spot in the world. So there's some top top level thinking around just the industry overall and, and kind of the culture of music. But right after that is our music tech investment panel, which I think uh, a lot of our startups listening now would really be interested in. Um, we've got folks from Plus8 Equity Partners, Sony uh, Innovation Venture Fund, Fund, uh, and and more. So we've got uh, a really cool panel there where you get to hear firsthand from folks that are actually investing in music tech companies. This has always been, a, we, we've actually done this panel every year. We almost never repeat panel topics because the, the industry is changing so much year by year. Um, but the music tech investment panel, um, we use the same title, the same kind of boring title each time. But um, it says everything it needs it to say. It does say everything it needs to say. And we've had different guests each time. Um, and uh, it's always been the most popular panel of the day. Every every panel slot has three panels to choose from, which is going to be tough for some of you. So if, you, if you're like all set on money or you're not there yet, there's the wild, wild west of Web3 if you're going that direction or music community engagement where if you want to talk about building from there. Um, those are all uh, options that, yeah. that kick off the, the... Yeah, so depending on what angle of the music industry, you are innovating, I think you're probably going to find something about it on this conference day. Exactly. So there's lots of choices. I mean, I, we mentioned the investment one because we think it's probably relevant to almost everybody yeah. here, but we could go into details of all of them, but we don't want to give you metaverse, a laundry list. Gaming, yeah. um, royalties, like music rights in the metaverse, uh, video, all kinds of uh, all kinds of topics. There's a lot of different topics. Um, uh, some of them are about monetization beyond streaming, or if you're on the creative music side, collaborative creative with fans. Um, there'll be some panels that are heavily uh, um, 
what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> that will have a lot of independent record labels or, yes. or record labels in general on it. So you can hear from record labels about how they're thinking about things. Um, and we also have a live uh, music tech tools panel too. So it's really all over the path. You know, another really important one we should probably point out for startups is a panel called The Journey of a Song Through yeah. Music Tech, um, which will include uh, Lauren Apolito from Rumblefish that specialize in helping startups and other music tech companies figure out how to deal with the licensing and royalties issues associated mm -hmm. with using songs. We're working on getting a, a great publisher, can't announce who it is yet, on the panel, as well as a startup who's already gone through this. And this one will be um, moderated by our own uh, Rock, Paper, Scissors Director of Strategy, Tristra New Year Jaeger. But that one, that's one where if you're like, let me let me try and understand what it's going to mm -hmm. take to license music, that's an important one to go to. Yeah, and I think it's, a, it's different than any other conference panel we've seen in the uh, world. I think so. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It is a really different, different. And then we round out the day, um, with the final pitch competition, the swim, sw uh, swimming with narwhals fi final pitch competition. We've got four finalists, um, that made it through two phases already. And this mm -hmm. is the final to, to figure out the winner. Um, we have, uh, various investors who are judging there. So I think that's also an important one for startups to come to, to hear the kinds of questions that investors yeah. are asking. Yeah. Whether you've already pitched your startup a lot or are just in the dream phase. Um, I think you'll want to see how that goes down. Uh, and I mean, we think of this as a, as, um, the opposite of a shark tank. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the goal is to be welcoming and supportive, um, but that doesn't mean that there's not really strong feedback. That That's right. Get. And there will be a winner. Yeah. <laughs> so, That's right. So definitely come and check that out. And then another party. Woohoo. <laughs> That's right. A conference reception will take place um, right outside the, the auditorium where the final pitch competition is happening. Uh, so it'll be a chance to um, to just, you know, wrap the, up the day by meeting whoever you didn't get to meet or um, having a deeper conversation with the person you ran into in the hall um, and just kind of, yeah, but, um, appreciating but, the day. Yeah. yeah, but Eleanor, that's not the end of the conference. No, it isn't. <laughs> I've been to conferences that are actually only one day. We had a conference yeah. that was one yeah. day. and the Although it grew. You it know did, what? As it kept growing. <laughs> <laughs> and it's happening again. But the point here is if you go come to town, you want to get a little bit more out of the experience. And we've found that something that happens, some of the best experiences happen between the panels. That's right. But there's not enough time ever between the panels. So we've created a, an entire day that we're calling Music Tech Dojo. It's at a nearby rooftop venue for only in-between panels, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like all those in-between conversations that you started to have but didn't finish, they're available for you at the Music Tech Dojo. Yeah. So throughout the week or throughout the, the, the previous two days, you can start saying, you know what, let's follow this up at the Music Tech Dojo. Can I meet you at 11? Yeah, exactly. And uh, and then and then find a spot. It's kind of like a, a rooftop indoor outdoor co-working type vibe. It's actually in a place called Expert Dojo, which is a tech accelerator investment uh, entity of its own. And we just really like the like the venue and the, and the folks that run it. They do a great job. And it's really just a few steps from the lows. So if you're um, wherever you are in Santa Monica, it's it's really not that far. And, uh, and so, so yeah, that's, that's an informal spot. There'll, there'll be a little bit of, uh, programming there. Yeah. You don't want to miss actually this, uh, presentation by media research, Tatiana Sirisano and Chris Takrar will be there presenting a recent report on the future of music and the creator economy. 
Uh, and if you have been involved with Music Tectonics event in the past, you know we're big fans of media research. They do great work of uh, data gathering and analysis and pre always present it in really interesting ways. Yeah, when I made the seismic shift trading cards that we've talked about in previous years, media research, they would like, I we'd put together a card. Next thing we know, there'd be like a, a similar kind of case being made by them. So it's that yeah. top level thinking about how things are shifting that really help you figure out whether you've got your startup on the right direction, on the right thread, on the right wave. And guess what? The event <laughs> is still not over because one of the most important parts of this for startups who are attending Music Tectonics comes next. What's after that? What comes next is... UMG's Music Tech Training Camp. We are moving over from Expert Dojo and the beach to UMG's Santa Monica offices. Um, so you'll be able to get a selfie at the famous Universal Globe. But that's not the best part. Uh, it's a UMG's digital innovation team has put together an event that's really a crash course for startups at lots of phases. Um, it's going to be a really great crash course in leveling up, I think. Yeah, I mean, one of the things is if you're have, you, if you are working on a startup that requires licensing music very soon after you start that process you're <laughs> going to realize you need music from major labels like universal music and each of them there's three of them right universal warner and sony each of them have their own process their own philosophy uh their own entry points for how to work with them so um, getting this crash course, this training camp on how to work with Universal will be helpful for you, not only in relation to Universal, but just getting your mind around how to license um, music from one of the major labels. Yeah. So we're going to hear from um, Kristen Bender and Christina Pimentel of UMG's digital innovation team. But they've also assembled some programming um, where you can explore trends and startups, get some more advice from investors and from the advisors that uh, that really help startups get to the next level. So um, and as well as meeting UMG folks uh, and um, getting to know your startup peers. Getting a photo of yourself in front of the universal <laughs> iconic uh, sculptures and signs on the outside. That's right. um, and, and then it, it all closes out with a mixer from five to seven. So um, all of those UMG folks you met and all of the startups in this cohort um, will be able to spend some time wrapping up the conference together. So that's it, right? Those are those are some of the highlights that we thought would be relevant to startups who listen to the podcast. So if you come up to me at a conference sometime. And uh, you're like, I feel like I know your voice. Just remember that uh, we've got tips for you at conferences. And then we went ahead and built a conference around those tips as well. <laughs> we think this is, the, this is the place to be for you. Yeah, we hope you see you there. So uh, that's it. I guess. Uh, yeah, thanks we'll for being you. my guest today, Dimitri. <laughs> it's been a pleasure being on the show. Musictectonics.com. Get your badge now. There's still a few left. There are. Thanks for listening to Music Tectonics. If you like what you hear, please subscribe on your favorite podcast app. We have new episodes for you every week. Did you know? You can dig deeper into all our episodes with the show notes at musictectonics.com. While you're there, look for the latest about our annual conference, sign up for our newsletter to get updates, or get the Music Tectonics app for music tech news. Everything we do explores seismic shifts that shake up music and technology the way the Earth's tectonic plates cause quakes and make mountains. Connect with Music Tectonics on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and find me, Dimitri Vitsa, if you can spell it, on LinkedIn. Bye-bye! You're listening to Music Tectonics.